0: Coming up next on the Digital Marketer Podcast.
1: I've told the story of how I got here a million times. And every time I tell it, we get new patients coming in that have pretty much the exact same thing that I was dealing with when I found this. This is the-
2: Hey, it's Marky Grass here and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash marketer. That's getemails.com slash marketer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Marker Podcast. Here we talk about everything digital marketing. We have lots of small business owners, entrepreneurs, marketing professionals, and marketing agencies on to discuss the most effective ways to use digital marketing to enhance your business. So today I actually have a past uh, client of mine, Dr. Michelle Wendt, the founder of Indigo Healing Acupuncture. And we're gonna be talking about how she utilizes social media to enhance her business locally but also you know throughout the internet. So welcome, doctor.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here.
2: So I was actually just mentioning this that you were one of my favorite clients, of course from when I when I had my agency. you had the big big things I looked for in, in clients was they have style, they have photography, and they actually do stuff online. so <laughs> thank you. You. <laughs> you were one of the top. So we actually talked a little bit before this about kind of what your most effective way uh, that you've marketed so far online. And you mentioned Instagram. So why don't we start with just kind of how, what got you into Instagram for your business in the first place?
1: Yeah. So Instagram has been a very powerful tool for my business. We get uh, many new patients coming in from Instagram. And a lot of that, I think, is just the visual aspect of Instagram and just we can show what we do here at the clinic. And another big piece that I've done in the past year is we do daily stories or daily reels. And that allows us to really talk directly to the people we want to reach the most. So our core business really focuses on chronic pain, chronic illness, infertility, insomnia, and anxiety. And all of those issues are experienced by a large part of the population. And so getting on Instagram daily, sometimes even twice a day and telling people what we do here and how we can help them and giving examples of other people that have come in and received help. um, It's a really powerful tool for us.
2: Well, I think you've done a great job of uh, personalizing your brand. Because I know with uh, acupuncture and some of the alternative health techniques, people don't quite know what to expect. And I think you guys do an excellent job of of personalizing who you are and kind of connecting with your audience. When people actually come in to meet you finally, do they kind of see you get that celebrity aspect of (laughs) of having watched you for a while?
1: They do, which is funny to me because um, when I do Instagram stories or when my, my team members do Instagram stories, it's just us. It's not scripted. We don't rehearse. There's always like bloopers in every single thing that we do. Um, we just leave them there. And when people come in, they feel like they already know us. They're like, oh, of course I, I know Dr. Michelle. I see you every day. Or, you know, I was watching your stories for a week straight, and I realized you are talking to me. And that's exactly what I want to hear as a business owner is we're actually connecting with people through social media.
2: Well, and you provide such a you know beneficial service for them where you, you have those testimonials, I'm sure, mm-hmm. all the time. And since you are obviously showing them to people, people know what to expect, which I think is a big, big aspect of kind of the community that you built around your business. So how did you finally get into that habit? Because I know for a lot of small business owners, you know, it's, I gotta do social media or I gotta be on Instagram. Did you have that same kind of barrier when you got started?
1: I was definitely camera shy and I started out doing Facebook Lives because I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm just gonna jump in and go live and see what happens and it would always freak me out i don't i haven't done a facebook live in a while but they would show you how many eyes were on you how many people were watching whenever there was one (laughs) it would pop up and it would be like i'd be like deer on headlights like oh my gosh somebody out there is actually watching me right now um but over time it's gotten easier i think it's kind of like a muscle it's like going to the gym like i just keep flexing this like showing up muscle and it just gets easier and easier and at this point i could probably go live at any point and just be myself and talk about what's what's going on and and how we're helping people and it feels more natural now for sure. I would say it took me like a good 6 months of doing it every day to get to that point. Wow. Yeah.
2: Every day for 6 months. I'm also months. I'm
1: a very strong introvert. And most people don't know about that about me, but it it being on camera was never my thing and now it's just a, it's part of my day.
2: You no, know, I think that's a good way to look at it too cuz I I always tell people the same thing. I I'm, I'm an introvert and I I've kind of known it since I was a teenager. So for me, I became a real estate agent in California when I was 18. And that makes you need to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that was my, you know, my remedy for for getting over it. But yeah, every day for six months, that is... That's super impressive. Yeah. So what what did you talk about? Like when you first got started, was it just kind of different techniques or?
1: So what we do here is acupuncture primarily, Chinese medicine, alternative medicine, which here in Central Texas is kind of a foreign concept to a lot of people. Nobody had any idea what we did. So I I started out talking about um, my experience, my personal experience, because that was the easiest way for me to relate the information about what we do. And so really just telling my story again and again and again about how how I ended up here, why I started this business, what we intend to do here. And that's just, it's just like that story has become part of our brand identity. And it, I've told the story of how I got here a million times. And every time I tell it, we get new patients coming in that have Pretty much the exact same thing that I was dealing with when I found this. So I think it's just, I just started out just trying to, to show how acupuncture and Chinese medicine could help normal people like me, like I was before I started acupuncture, before I started this business and went to school. Acupuncture, it was never part of my world. I grew up at Western mm-hmm. medicine, very traditional upbringing. Like I don't, I don't, I hadn't heard about acupuncture until I was like in my mid-20s. So it was all new to me.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so neat. And I think people complicate the, the social media content production where they're thinking like, well, everybody talks about what is acupuncture. So I don't want to cover those basic topics. But those are the ones that everybody actually needs just to know that one, you're competent. You know what you're talking about. Plus two, I didn't know anything about it. So you're the expert now because mm-hmm. you're the one that told me. about it. <laughs> so, so I think covering those basics are, are so vital. Other than just talking about, say, the services that you provide, do you go into case studies or, you know, different exam success stories, things like that?
1: Yeah, we love sharing our patient success stories. As far as like static type posts on Instagram and Facebook, we'll talk about what conditions that we've treated this week. I'll put that into like the the visual component of, of that piece. And then in, in the in the ad copy or the text, we'll talk about what we've heard our patients say this week. So, you know, for some of them, it's like, I made it through a weekend. This is for like, let's just say it's a middle-aged woman and her parents come to visit. And, you know, it's just different generations all in one roof again. And old habits kind of come back when you get that dynamic going, a family in close quarters. And so, um, like, we've had patients come in and be like, I felt great having my family around this weekend. They didn't. They didn't irritate me. There weren't like any fights about politics or religion or, you know, everything just kind of flows smoother in their life. So that's the kind of examples that we give just day to day life improvements.
2: I love that. It's not just the, the medical aspects necessarily. It's, you know, the effect, the end result.
1: Right. And so that's another big piece of our marketing strategy here at Indigo is to talk about the actual benefits of getting treatment here. Not that, let's say somebody comes in with chronic knee pain. We don't want to just say, okay, your treatment goal is to relieve the pain. Like, of course we want to relieve that pain. Yeah. If it's an eight out of a one to 10 on the pain scale, let's get that down to a one or two. But that's like, we go further than that. And we do that in our marketing as well. We don't want to just like change the number on a scale. We want to know how that's going to impact your life. Is getting your pain level down from an eight to a two, is that going to allow you to get into your garden on your knees and plant all the flowers you want to plant this spring? Is it going to allow you to play with your two year old granddaughter on the floor? Mm -hmm. You know, we look for like the the actual activities that are going to improve in your life as opposed to just looking at metrics and numbers.
2: Yeah, well, and I think what I've seen a lot of, you know, even in the healthcare side of things is that they, they're so technical, you know, they're sharing mm-hmm. good information, but it's, you know, your audience doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> Like they have a problem, they want the problem fixed. Let's just talk about that. Yeah, and I think, you know, what, what ends up happening a lot of times is that you're actually training your competitors or, you know, giving them information that they might be useful to them, but it's not gonna be useful for your end audience. So I think... Yeah, your, your ability to focus on the benefits is is a huge aspect of connecting with your, your market. Yeah. Do you do anything specifically? Because I know you're obviously, you know, in one location. Mm-hmm. Do you talk to the community or, you know, the Dripping Springs area or Austin? The
1: we do. So we, we're very involved in local community groups here out in Dripping Springs. And I do talks around the community on different topics. I also do a lot of collaboration with other practitioners in the area. So we work with local MDs, really just trying to get the word out that there is an alternative out there and it doesn't have to look like popping pills that you you know might have side effects with. There are natural solutions that do work. And so just getting the word out that people have choices. Nice. Yeah.
2: Now, in terms of the the content itself, do you have a certain type that you like? I know you talked about starting out with live video, but you also post a lot of pictures, of course, Mm -hmm. and, you know, reels. Have you found a a certain type that you like to produce the most or is the most... I
1: like the success story type posts the most where we're actually talking about real people and real results. We don't really recycle content from other platforms. I know sometimes people will, like, grab a picture from something and then kind of put their own, you know... On the copy, like put the own spin on it and explain it. We don't really do that. Like we try to do everything organically and take pictures around the clinic and, and just get like real stories that aren't being told elsewhere. I mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was like editor of our high school newspaper. And
2: oh, that's helpful. I
1: I think I kind of kept some of that mentality where like news is happening right here. Like we don't have to look outside. Like let's just collect the stories that are happening inside this space and share those stories because otherwise nobody's going to hear about them.
2: Well, and that's really the stories that people care about that mm-hmm. are living down the street from you, yeah. you know, or know you. So now that's, that's an excellent tip in terms of all the posts that you've done, say for the last year or two, have you found like, what was your best post in terms of say engagement or people contacting you?
1: It's always the funny ones, right? Like people, yeah. <laughs> things that <give> people's attention. <laughs> so like the, the highest engagement we got last year was with Halloween. I wore a T-Rex costume here in the clinic and did acupuncture as a T-Rex. So my arms were like very (laughs) short, but.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: it was, that one got good, good engagement.
2: (laughs) Well, I think people always want to know about that viral, like what went viral, Mm -hmm. but my experience and i think most people is that you're never going to know which one's going to go you don't. go viral yeah. you know for, for us we you know we post all the time of course with being a digital marketing company but our best post in the last i want to say six months was a post of a screenshot of a excel sheet showing people how to track metrics mm-hmm. and it was i'm a graphic designer so i do all the graphics i'm like <laughs> that's the top of you know It's, you're never going to know. I would say that the T-Rex would, would probably be your best just from, you know, hearing about it. I'm like, I would click on that. Um, T-Rex acupuncturist.
1: Outside of that, I I do feel like people always want to like learn something or at least that's where I come from too. When I'm on social media, like teach me something I don't know about. I'm curious, Mm -hmm. like show me something. And so I can see why like a, a metrics, you know, on a spreadsheet might Capture people's interest because they could be like, oh my gosh, I never thought to track that. So, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. Yeah. Still makes me mad. (laughs) (laughs) So, with the, you know, other than Instagram, are you using, I I guess you're posting on Facebook and do you use YouTube as well? I'm always pushing people to YouTube.
1: I, we need that. So, that's, that's something I, I have a YouTube channel. It's, I mean, it's been abandoned. I, I got, to be honest, like a little disappointed with it because. I have like two. views, it's hard. You know, like it's like, why am I doing this? But I, I think it's a great tool. And I've actually listened to some of your previous podcasts where you're talking to people that have had really phenomenal results using YouTube and figuring out how to get viewers and followers. So I'm, I might dive back into that.
2: You should. Well, and, and same thing that you did. Well, with Facebook Live, when you did it every day for six months, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's the same thing with the YouTube. You got to do like, you know, two or three a week. And then after 30 videos, that's, I, we just did a workshop with Sean Cannell and he has like 2 million subscribers. And right. that's why he said, he's like, don't even think about it. Just press record, get those first 30 done. And then you can start thinking about you know, how effective was it? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because before those 30, nobody's going to watch anything. And so that is true. Yeah, I really like it for long, longer form content, right? Where you're talking for like five minutes where you could say, you know, top five benefits of acupuncture or five ways acupuncture is different from taking medicine or, you know, there's a million topics or you just look up the top topics and just do your spin on it. That's that's usually the best way to go.
1: Yeah. It's when I first started, I, I did get kind of stumped uh, with my creative flow and, you know, what What do people want to hear about? And I was trying to just look for ideas. If you just type into Google, can acupuncture help? Blank, you, you get the top 10 right there. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, it can.
1: Yes. <laughs> for the most <laughs> That's part, the yes. Answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, for the, the small business owners out there that maybe aren't doing Instagram, don't know what to post, like what would you give them as a tip to kind of get moving or stay motivated to to keep trying?
1: I think if you can commit to showing up on Instagram once a day just to get started. So showing up could mean a post. It could mean doing a 15 second story. Even, even if, if if they're not comfortable on camera at first, do a story, show your office, show something, show a book that you're reading. I mean, just take a picture of something or talk about something for 15 seconds. Like it's, it's I I like Instagram because it's a very easy to get started with because you can literally put out content in 15 seconds and it can reach a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, for that in that aspect, let's say posts versus stories, because mm-hmm. I know a le- that actually confuses a lot of people. What kind of split do you do? Because I'm sure you do a daily story, but do you do a post as well?
1: Our posts, we, we generally do like four to five posts a week where oh. stories are daily. So the benefit of the stories from my perspective is that it puts us at the top of the feed. So if, if we put up a post, we'll, we'll make sure that we post it to our stories. And that way we, just, mm-hmm. my, we always want to be top of mind. And so Mm -hmm. the more that we can show up, whether it's in a post, so somebody's scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and sees it, or if it's a story and you're just watching a series of stories of people that they follow, like we just want to, we want to show up. So we try to have something running at least once every 24 hours, whether it's a post or a story.
0: Hey, Ryan Dice here. and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com.
2: I think that's, that's a good policy. Then you're not missing things do you actually do the post yourself or do you have one of your assistants take care of it or how's that
1: i do everything myself right now i have 100 hats on
2: (laughs) nice (laughs) um standard business owner
1: (laughs) yeah as i've um, grown my staff they're getting more involved so we have another acupuncturist here now her name is nook and she does stories every day as well so now at least there's two faces of us to see when you go to her
2: I like that you're still doing it because I think the other mistake that I see small business owners make is like, oh no, I'll just I'll hire a millennial and then they're the receptionist. Plus, they do all of your social media. You're like, yeah, but they, do they know anything about your business? And sometimes it's no, and then they'll just generate random junk. And so
1: I've seen a lot of that in our industry. I I lead a, a mastermind group of 31 other acupuncturists from across the U.S. And oh, a lot nice. of them have outsourced their marketing. The content is not always on on point and on brand for what the the message they're trying to get out in their community or to their to their potential patients. And a lot of it is recycled content, or because as hired marketers, they're not as familiar as they are with what we actually do. So they're going to go out and see what other people in an industry are doing, and it ends up just recycling content over and over, as opposed mm-hmm. to being new and fresh. And Like relevant to what's actually happening.
2: Well, I'm really, I think involving your staff and you're doing it, it, it's real, which makes a huge difference. And if it's, if people are just going to share stock photos or a banner, you know, of, Hey, this weekend, 50% off, it's not going to have the same effect as daily connection with your audience. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so neat because Dripping Springs isn't a big town. And you could actually connect with everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you wanted. And I love that you're doing the the partnerships as well with other, you know, MDs. And so for you with acupuncture, would that be, you know, local family doctors and practitioners like that, or do you have specific types that you look for?
1: So we work we work with a lot of primary care physicians. My my practice it's really I was trained in integrative medicine. So when you walk in here, I'm not gonna tell you not to take something that your doctor has told you to take. I believe we're kind of building a bridge between the two sides. So traditional medicine, which has been around for thousands of years versus modern medicine, which has some great tools in it. But sometimes you do need both sides to get the results that you want. So yeah, we gladly team up with local physicians. Also, like as far as we do a lot of like joint pain relief and muscle pain relief. So a lot of the orthopedic scenario we team up with um, and then even dentists, right? Because people have oh, jaw really? pain. So do, I mean, uh. we can connect with everybody that works with bodies.
2: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and they could connect with you just watching your Instagram. They know what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: awesome. <laughs> do you actually use any of the hashtags or do you have like a hashtag protocol that you usually employ or is that not a big deal?
1: I use hashtags with every piece of content that we put out. Um, I, I don't, I don't I'm not super creative with hashtags. I just kind of whatever pops in my head, I'll type it in. And I like how on Instagram it tells you like how popular that hashtag is and how many how many times it's been used, so you know if it's going to get like a wide hit or more of a narrow hit. So yeah, I use That's hashtags. Awesome. I like
2: So in terms of say negative feedback, cuz I know for a lot of small business owners, they're kind of scared to get out there cuz, you know, say somebody doesn't believe in acupuncture. Do you how do you address that or have you seen any of that kind of, you know, less than super positive feedback
1: i I mean i guess there's always going to be trolls in (laughs) around so (laughs) they're part of life i it doesn't phase me they're not they're not who i'm talking to because when i Mm -hmm. whenever i I post content or get on a story or a reel i'm really envisioning one person not the mass the mass of like everybody in dripping springs so I'm just trying to connect with at least one person. And so if a troll pops up and says, you're not a real doctor, and I'm like, well, I'm okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'll
2: check you off the list for not having. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's probably not,
1: you know, somebody I'd want to reach anyway. So,
2: yeah. No, it's, well, it's so funny with trolls because you're like, how do you have energy for the (laughs) negative, like negative? Like, I I don't have energy for the positive stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But that's an excellent tip. And I think that's, you know, between the just get online, start doing stuff for six months and involving your staff, but also owning it, I think it's a, a huge tip. And then it, just speaking to that one person you want is all excellent advice. Do you have anything else that you think that a small business owner who, who does want to take that leap and, and get into Instagram should should do or, or a mistake that they should avoid. Yeah. I was did. actually
1: just talking to my staff about this because I see a lot of small business owners and we're a small, as a small business owner, you're wearing many hats or the founder of the company. You're probably like working in a technical capacity within your company, doing some kind of, you know, actual position whether it's acupuncturist in my case, I'm actually putting needles into people, or if you're like a mechanic and you work in an auto garage, but you're still gonna be wearing all these hats, right? And so I think as a business owner, it's important to like figure out who, what is your business? Like What what is your business about? What's the brand identity? It doesn't have to be like elaborate. You don't have to go to like a full workshop to figure that out, but just have an idea of like who who your business is, who they want to connect with, and then stay on point with that, because I think one of the big pitfalls with social media is you'll see companies, and they'll put out some gr- amazing content, like technical content or, you know, things that are directly tied to the business. And then like two days later, you're like, who? Where are the? Where did these cats come from? Like whose cats are these? <laughs> or it, it's just something that's like not part of that brand. So I think fe- I feel like it disrupts the whole. The whole ecosystem that you're trying to build. So stay stay on point, please. I don't. I love cats, but like I don't want to see them on your business page unless it has to do with your business. If you're a vet, perfect. But yeah.
2: Yeah. If you're not, (laughs) then you know. Yes, it was a popular post, but what's it going to do for your business? Is really really the effect. Yeah. So you know, or you know, for you, it's the branding side because I keep thinking about the T-Rex doing acupuncture. (laughs) I'm like, that's hilarious. I'm gonna go look at that post. I, I think even that regards you're showing your personality, you're still showing the service. Yeah. And then yes, it's funny, but it's still relevant. So that's that's an awesome tip. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I think you know, any small business owner or even, you know, a marketing professional, because I think a lot of people still avoid that because, you know, they are overthinking it. And I think you have an excellent approach of how you got started, do it every day, and then kind of evolving it into what you have now, which is a prospecting device that is very approachable, very friendly, and you have warm <laughs> leads coming in the door who already know who you are. Right. So I think you are killing it. And where can people find out about your beautiful website and uh, your Instagram account?
1: Yeah. So on Instagram, we are Indigo Healing Acupuncture, And on online, we're indigohealingacupuncture.com. So if you um, type in acupuncture and dripping springs, we should pop up for you.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for listening. And if you want more content like this, where we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs, marketing professionals in the near future. So keep tuning in. And again, thank you for listening.